0: Wanna know how I got these scars? A witch from another dimension sewed my mouth shut and then strung me into a smile. We're talking Coraline on today's. We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kids movie ever made. I'm your host Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and get fucked up on Fun Dip. <laughs> 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 oh, those were the those were the good old days of just um just when a snack was just pure sugar and you could eat that at school and f- wig out and you felt um, like
1: you could live forever. Yeah,
0: I, I haven't had a sugar high, like two years ago, I had a, a bad sugar high, and I was like shaking, because I actually, this is actually very appropriate for my guests, I went to, uh, in Philadelphia, Big Gay Ice Cream.
2: yeah Yeah,
0: and speaking of big gay, uh, my, <laughs> we have two guests today. Yeah, we have two guests, the two big gays that I, that I know, I don't know, that's terrible. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only ones. We're actually yeah. both quite small. Oh uh, yeah,
1: we're very small.
0: Yeah, they're actually four feet tall. Um
1: Close. Was... Oh okay. <laughs> now, I'm just, now I'm just
0: hitting <laughs> now I'm just hitting a bunch of uh things. Uh so they're they're the co-hosts of the My Gay Agenda podcast, an investigative podcast. Uh it's CJ Higgins and Jen Adams. How are you two doing?
2: We're doing well. Just dandy.
0: Yeah, we, we just uh recorded your podcast, so we're just gonna continue on that high
2: (laughs) keep this train rolling
1: we ate our fun dip and we're we're immortal now so we're just gonna record podcasts forever
0: yep i ate a breakfast sandwich and then some drank some old coffee so i'm definitely feeling it (laughs) uh it was like that thing where it was cold enough that i wasn't sure if it was from today or yesterday but i just didn't care at that point i was like "Eh, whatever (laughs) <laughs> That's my life now. Um, yeah, drinking really bad coffee. Uh, anyway, so uh, we can even just jump right into it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're talking Coraline, uh, the kind of hidden gem, like a gem from 2009 that kind of was on everybody's radar and then kind of uh, got sidetracked because uh, it was released the same year as Up, mm-hmm. uh, Princess oh. and the Frog, and Fantastic Mr. Fox, which were all nominated for uh, the Best Animated Feature Oscar. But this is a great... So um, what what caused you two to choose this film?
1: Uh, Well, just to give some background, I have only seen the movie, the 2009 film, um, and Jen has seen the film and read the book and the graphic novel. They're both sitting right in front of me right now. (laughs) Jen's playing the historian today, which I appreciate very much. Uh, But for me, I chose Coraline because uh, being somebody who's not very big into horror... Um, I find Coraline like really easily accessible and like it's just the right level of creepy that mm-hmm. I can dig and it's just like such a fun adventure where I truly care about all of the characters and what's going to happen to them.
2: Yeah, I'm a big proponent that kids should get all of the genres that like adults want uh, get because kids also want to experience horror and getting like a fright. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a different type of horror. That's accessible yeah. for them. That's why Courage the Cowardly Dog was so popular. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not like Goosebumps horror because I I watched like an interview with R.L. Stein and he was like, I make it very clear that this could never happen in real life and no one is going to die. I'm like, okay, so there's no actual horror in this then.
1: Yeah. Whereas like with with Coraline, like they never really make that clear. It's not no. it's not a fantastical world that the place like that the story takes place in it's just like our world and there's a discovered element of it like a discovered parallel world yeah i mean i'm not a scientist but i guess
2: it's feasible also not to call out mr stein but like i remember reading some goosebumps that weren't like that were like less far-fetched than others and definitely had some moments where something horrible could happen yeah
0: (laughs) Which, which which were your like Go to Goosebump picks.
2: Okay, mine top one. I forget what it was called. Um, I want to say it was like welcome to Horror land or something like that, but it was like a monster run theme park and there were terrifying roller coasters and log flumes. And you people do die on theme park rides sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah have you heard that like there people get decapitated yeah.
2: yeah
0: and then the theme parks stay open which is insanity yeah.
1: they're just like oops i did a bad it's
0: like statistically Barbie. like this never happens so yeah. we're just gonna keep going with that i also it's weird though also goosebumps some of the titles rl stein is clearly really phoning it in like oh there are two God. there are two different books uh like one about like a um uh, a polaroid camera that predicts the future oh, I know exactly and it's what called you. it's called say cheese dot 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 and die <laughs>
1: and then there was a sequel that was called say cheese and die dot 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 again
2: oh my god and goodness. it's like R.L.
1: stein
0: come on come like on. at least with the the dummy or whatever it was like return of the living dummy knight or whatever
2: <laughs> yeah return of the say cheese yeah i remember say i cheese. tried to the cheesening <laughs>
0: <laughs> i remember i tried to i i found like a they he also made choose your own goosebumps which was mm. like a choose your own adventure and i remember yeah, reading I remember that a real dumb one, and I tried recommending it for my dad to read. I was like, "Oh, this is so good! Like, it's really scary," mm-hmm. and it had the least scary title. It was—I think it was called um, "Beware of the Purple Peanut Butter," <laughs> and it was like wow. it made you really small. It like shrunk you, oh. and that—and that's what happened.
1: Oh, <laughs> and then okay,
0: he, I think he got squished by a bug or something.
1: Oh, jeez. Huh. Uh, but circling back to Coraline, uh, <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> I, I, i listen, I could also talk goosebumps until I'm dead, but yes. uh, circling back to Coraline, like I saw it for the first time in the movie theaters. Um, it was actually a Valentine's date with my boyfriend at the time. Oh. oh my gosh. You know, we went to the mall like you do when you're dating in high school and going on a date. We mm-hmm. went to the mall and then we went to go see Coraline. And I was just, like, so transfixed. And it's such a beautiful film. And, like, it, it accomplished so many things. Like, it was the first uh, stop-motion recorded in 3D mm-hmm. during production. Um, and it also had the first morphing sequence in stop-motion. When Beldam yeah. transforms.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: that was so gross, but it's it like was a... also amazing. Oh,
2: my God, Did, yeah. did y'all see it in 3D? I because... I did. Oh man oh my gosh I own
1: I own it in 3d I did not see it in theaters in 3d because I'm cheap but I did go (laughs) ahead and buy the copy that uh, comes with the 3d glasses and I just like the 3d element is just so beautifully done Mm -hmm. it was the first time that I had seen a 3d movie where the 3d element wasn't just like oh look Spring. it's your whoa look at the cool trips it, it, it literally just added depth and made you feel like you were in the world yeah except the like, part yeah there's where a, the, yes.
0: the other father's hands jump out of you i distinctly yes. remember that because they keep showing that in every ad for this movie yeah mm-hmm. it's like a big part
1: that was the big that was their big 3d moment but well, what a perfect yeah. medium for it Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh, especially the web scene. Ugh. Oh my Ugh. gosh. Like, you felt, you straight up felt like you could fall into it.
2: So good. It's yeah. such a pretty movie.
0: It's just, like, so dizzying. And it's it's by the same people that did Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, and it's interesting to see them, like, they do have a distinct style separate from, like, Tim Burton just being, like, make it all stripey. And, <laughs> I mean, like, don't, it's.
2: Don't get me started on Henry Selleck <laughs> I kind of want to get you started on Henry yeah, Selick.
0: Like kind of like how you got started on uh, uh RL Stein. Let's do it. <laughs> let's
2: <laughs> Let's talk about everyone. I'm here to derail this train. Um Yeah,
0: choo choo choo.
2: Henry Selick is of course the director um and he's like an unsung hero of stop motion. Not I mean in the field of the stop motion everyone knows who he is, but like stop motion's the unsung hero of stop motion. Yeah. <laughs> um and I like literally got in a fight with my best friend in high school because she said Coraline was a Tim Burton movie. And I was like, no, Boo. it's not. And she's like, it's from the same director of Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like, how dare you? That doesn't mean it's a Tim Burton film.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just... like, he's a producer, which is different, but I can't articulate how it's different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But he just does such beautiful work.
0: Yeah, like I mean, we talked about it on the podcast uh, a little while ago, but he also was responsible for James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. which yes. weird movie. Um, yeah, uh, I was just defin- in the
1: musical, and I could definitively say it's because it's a weird story.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I I watched it, and there were no rose colored glasses that I wore. I was wearing it was just like, what is happening? He's he just gets a, like Roald doll is just a weird person and i don't yeah. like him mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: that's
1: fair <laughs> i'll say it we're we're getting on the blacklist of so many different authors and storytellers this episode i like it
0: well we clearly have a little bit of affinity for um uh rl stein so i think we're safe yeah, on that front i think
1: we're i think we're good and i think roald Doll's dead
0: uh he is yes. he died a long time ago
1: yes yes and
0: good riddance <laughs> I don't know,
1: boy. Like um, it's, it's
0: no secret he he was kind of a dickhead.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Jen, I like I'd love to hear about like the book differences because I have not again I haven't read the book and I do want to.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, it has been a while since I read the book. Uh, the main difference. The really, really, really big difference is that the book does not have the character of YB. Yeah, Mm. Coraline's
1: best friend. Yeah. Yeah, I guess best friend in the neighborhood at least. Only friend in the neighborhood for sure, Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good adaptation move. Um, Mm -hmm. Being a theater person, I think we've seen a lot of people try to adapt things to different mediums and fail. And I thought the YB thing was like a really smart change because... Yeah, it would have just looked like Coraline talking to herself the whole time.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a big risk and kind of a it. It's so we. It even is weird in plays a lot of the times if somebody's mm-hmm. like if they're singing a song by themselves. That's one thing, but if they're just having this long monologue, like I talk out loud to myself a lot, but it's never anything coherent and emotional. It's just like me making up a song about like eating eggs or something. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm never and yeah, like, and it, what will I do?
0: yeah and it would it would have like henry Selleck said that like it would have been just a much shorter movie if there was no yb because yeah it like Coraline having somebody to kind of uh bounce ideas off of and like the cat can only do so much just in, like a in real terms cat of, yeah
1: and there was no point that yb felt like a placeholder like he had his own arc. He had his own connection to the story with his grandmother being one of the uh, ghost children. I adore him. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And uh the other other YB is just so tragically good.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. When you when you realize like, oh, he's being forced to smile all the time yeah. and uh yeah. I, I, did, I always I also felt bad for him the entire movie cuz Coraline is like so fiercely Independent, but at the same time, she's she is so mean to him, and like I get it that she's kind of uh, an independent person, but it's like he's a weirdo, but he's he's trying to be nice and reach out to the only other kid in the entire neighborhood,
1: yeah. And he like gives her a gift pretty much first thing, which did cause her a lot more harm than good. Granted, it was that uh doll that the other mother used to spy on her, but
0: yeah. Nice job, Wybie. Um, but also, uh, he he warned her too late, but he warned her about poison oak. Yeah.
2: True. I mean, yeah, the attempt was made. <laughs> he tried in the way a kid can. I think the most important... I mean, besides we get the precious angel, Wybie, in the movie, I think one of the most important things his being there lends to it is that without him, you can brush off the story on a certain level as, like, a Wonderland thing where it's like, oh, maybe it was yeah. a dream or maybe it was this. Yeah. With YB there and experiencing it, it's like, oh, no, this horrifying monster is 100% real. Yeah, and has,
1: like, an impact on the real world. Like, his grandmother's sister has been missing, like, the whole time. And, like, that's, some, that, that's like, an impact on the world not directly related to Coraline herself.
0: Exactly, it, it kind of sets up that like it's not just kind of a th- it's. I like that it's not a thing that only affects children because it also the, um because uh, other mother slash Beld- the Beldum, uh grabs uh, Coraline's real parents and that mm-hmm. has just re- I mean then again their uh, memories get wiped or whatever so they don't remember the whole incident
1: right mm. uh, which of course
0: classic and <laughs> I also love how in this movie they have that thing in kids movies. Because like it, we're seeing the movie in Cor- from Coraline's perspective, um, like the real world adult food is just like slimy slop. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it's such a weird specific in all kids' movies. It's like parents are like, "Would you like the this pureed Brussels sprout and cabbage stew?" And it's like, you don't even like that. There's yes. no way.
1: Mm-hmm. Come on. That that was the difference I thought would happen to me when I grew up was like, I was like, oh, men all like vegetables. Not, that didn't happen yet. I'm (laughs) 25, so I still have some growing to do, but I have not yet adapted a taste for uh, pureed Brussels sprouts or whatever it is. And I like that the parents' jobs are literally the most mundane thing you can think of. They like work for a gardening magazine or
2: something?
0: Yeah. Yes. And their entire property looks disgusting.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, are they botanists? I think they might be botanists, in, at least in the book. I have no idea. I have to reread this. Yeah. In the movie, yeah, I think they work for, like, a gardening publication. That's yeah, pretty
0: I, I was going to ask you, Jen, like, if, uh, like, so, I, I forget if you already mentioned this, because uh, we're bouncing around for fun, but, like, uh, d- does Wybie's kind of absence in the original source text, does that, like, feel missing? Or, like it, like, you were saying, it kind of feels like, Uh, more like brushing it off as an Alice in Wonderland type thing right
2: I mean um I never read things in like the Wonderland way because I want every fictional story to be like real you know even when authors are explicitly like yeah it's a dream or like oh no it's all a metaphor for a sexual awakening I'm like no (laughs) alternate universe full of puppets
0: uh (laughs) and then it always goes like um it's like man it was all a dream and then someone looks towards the camera and they have like a fang or something, and they yeah,
2: <laughs> or was it? Yeah. yeah. Um. See, I I watched the movie first, so reading the book, I was like, "But where is Wyborn?" Okay. Um, I mean, I uh, yeah, I I think there's like a little more space of her trying to figure things out, and I mean, even in the book, Coraline's kind of like, she's a little bit of like a shit in the movie <laughs> yeah
0: why were you born
2: she's like worse in the book and I think it's partially because she's also I think supposed to be a little younger in the book
0: yeah well um, they, it was weird they were actually gonna make this a live action movie at first
2: yeah they Aww. were and, and they
1: then they cast were like a oh this is originally for that and then when they
2: switched
0: it they're like we'll hey do you want to come back please she's like yeah sure
1: hi <laughs> 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 Is that, oh my god, is Dakota Fanning here? You didn't tell us. Hey them? guys. I was, I was here on the podcast. <laughs> that <laughs> was so it. overwhelmed.
0: Hey guys, it's me, not Abigail Breslin.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah shots has, fired. And she has some kind of accent going on during the movie. I don't know what it is, but certain words she says are like, what accent is this? Like The, the setting is Oregon, and she's from Minnesota? Is that from Minnesota? She's from Michigan.
0: <laughs> oh, in that oh. case, that explains it. Um, mm.
1: Which does remind me of, like, I, another thing I sort of appreciate about the film is that there's certain things, like, details they add to it that they don't contextualize that are sort of nice, like, little, like, oh, we don't need to know literally everything about the world we're in. Like, how mm-hmm. the mother wears a neck brace. or Yeah, a neck brace. And it's like, in the movie yourself, itself, you don't really get a context for that, but, like, behind the scenes, she... Uh, was in a car accident and that's where the Mm -hmm. neck brace came from Mm. or how Coraline calls her friends uh, my best trolls and that's apparently Michigan slang for uh, people who live in a certain region of Michigan
2: oh that's cute
0: that's cute but it also sounds like a thing that it's like somebody secondhand heard that about Michigan it's kind of like when people try to explain like Philadelphia stuff and it just sounds so bad like this is how you order a cheesesteak they'll like slap you if you don't say whiz wit and it's like uh. Shut up.
1: I saw an ad uh, a billboard that was like you know how companies try to cater to the city their billboard is in mm-hmm. uh, they're like it was like internet faster than you could say whiz with <laughs> whiz uh. comma with and I went to
0: hell. Ugh. That's ta- then again, I I think I mentioned this on the podcast last week, but I um like I don't have a great like f- cheesesteak order. Like I very I'm like the heathen that gets it with like peppers, onions, and mushrooms, and sometimes I'll put a little ketchup on it. Uh, and I, I, I get run out of town with pitchforks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think it's funny. Well, look, Neil Gaiman is British. Yes. yes. Uh and so in the book Coraline is also like British. It takes place like in England. Um huh. I think or like mean, she moves. They do move. I don't think they move to like to the America. Min- they go to um, the Oregon of Britain. No, yeah, it says we moved into our flat like yeah. Um but like they were like, "Oh, let's let's set it in America. What's the closest we can get to England in America?" Hmm. Oregon's always rainy and gray.
0: That's ch- I mean, that checks out. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like how and Stephanie also, Myers set uh Twilight in Forks Washington uh, because she literally <laughs> just Googled rainiest place in America.
0: <laughs> I mean that like any research is better than no research. Like That's it's also true. interesting 'cause cause the characters kind of talk with like the, it sounds like the actors are reading um British dialogue but they're just using American accents. Like just yeah. kind of the way how like they'll sometimes they won't use contractions or they'll I can't oh There is, like, the scene where Other Mother is, like, turning into her true self, Mm -hmm. and the way that she talks is very much like, you should have a British accent right now, but it's just not coming out because you're Terry Hatcher. Yeah,
1: (laughs) which, like, I kind of love that Terry Hatcher played that role. Like, a desperate housewife? Yes. (laughs) And she does such a delectable job of being just so terrifying. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Mm. I just, I love her.
1: Yeah.
2: And they literally
1: found the most average voice actor in the world to play the other father, John Hodgman. Who's also a podcaster, but much more famous than any of us.
0: Yep. Well, he's going to get a Google alert about this episode, and he's going to be like, cool. (laughs) Maybe. John Hodgman.
1: Uh, Hey, John. If John Hodgman noticed I existed, that'd be very nice.
0: That'd be cool. (laughs) Even though he didn't uh, provide his singing voice, that was... By They Might Be Giants is oh, yes. John Linnell, mm, who them. I recently saw in concert, and uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with They Might Be Giants.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame that they scrapped like all ten songs that they wrote because of yeah. the tonal change.
2: There were going to be more songs.
1: Yeah, it was it was going to be like a musical, and <gasps> They Might Be Giants was commissioned to write the music. They wrote ten songs, and then they decided to go with a change in the tone to Weird. like be more in the horror. Area, Which makes sense, but yeah. they only kept two of the songs and one of them was the other father's making up a song about Coraline. I love
2: that song. I'm obsessed with that song. And now I'm convinced we're in the wrong timeline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I remember when this came out, my friends and I, we would sing that song a lot. Mm. And my friend, the, this is one of the dumbest bits that I remember from like middle school, was my friend would just stop singing after she's a peach just saying that Coraline is literally a peach, and it'd be... Oh, uh, I laughed my ass <laughs> off. He's like, making up a song about Coraline, she's a peach, and... <laughs> oh,
1: man. Wait, were you in middle school when this came
0: out? Yeah, this was 2009. I was... Uh, oh, I had just I had in my, my bar mitzvah. high school. Well, it's okay. We're all equals now. Uh, True. Yeah. True. And... Uh, and then we had to, you know, we had to heighten the joke. So then we changed it to making up a song about Peaches. Their Coraline. Which, <laughs> sure, I, that works.
1: Speaking of songs, I also looked it up and there was an off-Broadway musical adaptation of Coraline. Oh. Really? Yeah. And the soundtrack is something. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to see it myself, but like maybe I'm missing the bigger picture. I saw a trailer for it also like it was like 10 minutes of clips from it and I don't know like it's not what I would have pictured the Coraline musical to be Mm.
0: yeah it's always mm. such a gamble when you adapt a movie for the stage like I mean there's so many musicals now where it's just a movie
1: yeah well they seem to have adapted it from the original text like oh okay yeah like it's an adaptation of the book feel like it should be full of puppets but that's me yeah i did no that's I, a good idea i saw some puppets i think but they use shadow work for the Ooh, uh, rats uh mr bobinski's rats mr. i B. saw like some some shadow work
0: you know it'd <laughs> be cool if in the production they cast like fraternal twins to play the uh mother and the other mother so like they are the same but there's just something eerily off about it
2: that would be fun. Oh boy. Sh- should well, we put
0: on should we pitch this for uh Fringe uh the Fringe Festival next year?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: obviously. Philly Fringe 2019. The Coraline. Coraline, Coraline, the musical, well, we,
0: but we have to call it Caroline. Musical. We have to call it Caroline so we don't Caroline. get sued.
2: Coraline or change. <laughs> 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 um I Got did want to wanna, uh, I I just remembered like some stuff about the the other parents are slightly different in the book too and you mentioned like fraternal twins because in the movie of course she looks like exactly the same but with the button mm-hmm. eyes and then gets all creepy crawly mm-hmm. in the book as soon as she goes to the other world the other mother is already really tall and has like long long fingers huh
0: that's weird i
2: yeah i wonder why, so they changed why... It.
0: i mean i i think that kind of it kind of works better that it's almost like it's almost like a flip universe where it's just like, okay, like, you're my mother, you're my other mother. Because, like, I, I don't know. I think it'd be hard to convince, like, an audience, like, oh, if she sees this giant monster, she will still stay because yeah. the monster is being nice to her.
2: True. Yeah. And um, you know how the other father turns into, like, he turns into, like, a pumpkin, yeah. right? Yeah. Aww. Um, I like that a lot better than in the book where he just become, he he's, like, in the basement and becomes more and more like a grub like a bug yeah, and it's yeah. gross yeah. and I don't like
1: it. Yeah. I uh, saw that. F- I, I took a sneak peek at the graphic novel and saw that. I opened up the book randomly and saw that and I was like, oh!
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, no. Uh, no.
0: I, I just feel so it. bad for the other father. Cause you think that like he's in on it too, but he, you realize like he's just as trapped oh, as yeah. like other YB. And like yeah. when, when the piano is trying to get him to stop talking,
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. oh yeah oh my god don't there's be like, mean to john hodgman there's like so many parts of the world that the other mother has direct control of but then there's those ones that she does not and it's become so apparent
2: and so sad mm-hmm.
0: i also hated all the little the little um the child voices that were calling out to Coraline because like it was sad and also just really unnerving. Just like, she's a tricky lady. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah I, don't I know, it. thanks. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the, the one part that stuck out to me was uh, the one of the ghost children says, like, you're in danger, girl. And I was like, that's a different tone <laughs> than I was anticipating.
0: <laughs> Yo, you're in danger, girl.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she never speaks like that again. Like, the rest of the time, it's like, the
2: bell dam stitched our eyes shut. And then she's like, you're in grave danger, girl. Maybe it's because Coraline matched with the creep on Tinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated to the situation you're in, that guy seems really weird.
1: And here's, a, pa-
0: here's a GIF of Patrick Starr shooting finger guns for some reason.
1: Yep. And I looked that up on IMDb, and... They, the reason IMDb came, which like I feel like anybody could probably contribute to IMDb, somebody was like, that's a reference to the movie Ghost, and that's what Whoopi Goldberg tells the main character. And I'm like, if they're choosing a scene from Ghost to rip off of, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a movie writer, seems... but I wouldn't be like, oh man, everybody's going to remember that scene from Ghost. <laughs> hmm.
0: everybody's favorite scene from ghost that one yeah um,
1: that iconic I'll, moment
0: yeah i just found on imdb um that and i don't know if this is true maybe it was in the graphic novel but the reason that Coraline's mom has a neck brace is uh she was driving and she crashed into a truck
2: Mm-hmm. which they never explained in the movie yeah that's, no. I, that's definitely in the book
0: yeah, but that's yeah. just kind of like a, because it, it does just kind of look like a fun little just quirk, like, oh, this person's so boring that their neck is bad.
2: <laughs> I feel called out.
1: At some, point, at some point, you don't even know if it's, like, part of her sweater?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah. It's extreme turtleneck.
0: And, uh, yeah, and, uh... Uh, what was I about to say? Um, oh, I just can't stop thinking about the uh, the other father's song because that that's like the out of every all the crazy stuff and beautiful imagery imagery in this movie, I still only think about that little earworm of a song like a 45 so second yeah and i remember i remember feeling so clever as a kid i was like wait he said our eyes will be on Coraline. like that's not like because because like they have eye like their eyes are their button yeah. and i was just like everybody was like yeah we get it we're not <laughs> we're all here watching it together we know you, you
1: got a letter one day from they might be giants you opened it up and it just said yeah <laughs> <laughs> we get it nope now that's here. why we wrote it yeah there's an mp3 of
0: birdhouse in your soul
1: you solve uh, storytelling.
0: Yeah, I I love that. Like I thought I was so clever as a kid, but it's just like, oh no, everything is just really obvious in movies sometimes.
1: Yeah. And it's like like there's something about foreshadowing sometimes that makes you feel like a detective. Yes.
0: Yeah, like Especially I think, when you go "Oh, I could back solve and
1: it." And you're like, "You motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> you sneaky little devils.
1: You coy uh, bastard, how could you?"
0: Well, I was watching a video uh before we started talking about Coraline and it was like like 10 f- easter eggs or foreshadows in Coraline and like the r eyes will be on Coraline is hands down like the the easiest and most obvious, but they are like in the the real world house there are like the wallpaper has hints of bugs as the decoration. Mm. Ooh. Um yeah. When the lightning comes in the other mother's house, when she's like, "It's in the rain." The flash of lightning looks like her eventual like knifey hand. Oh, mm.
2: now I have so, to rewatch it again.
0: Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, I'll just rewatch it right after this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to watch Coraline at some point in the next forty eight hours. <laughs> Probably yeah. in three D, because golly yes. Oh, Golly,
2: yeah,
0: but golly, you, golly. but do you have the 3D where it's like, so it has like the red and cyan glasses?
1: Um, no, I think it's, uh, I think that was when they were starting to, um, get rid of that and oh, like, adapted okay. to the, like, I think that was like the start of not using the red and cyan glasses anymore. Um, Which is
0: a relief because that was the worst. Yeah. It was I, so I, bad they, all the time.
1: They do directly inform you to turn off all the lights when you're watching <laughs> it in 3D and it doesn't seem like it's for aesthetic reasons. I think it's because of the visual quality.
0: Mm. Yeah. The,
1: it like, doesn't
2: hurt the aesthetics.
0: It is fun how it just makes everything look purple. Like, man, this is a cool purple movie that I'm watching.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know the red and cyan glasses are garbage, but I do miss them because of the aesthetic.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I remember seeing, like, um, you could buy... Uh, red and cyan like sunglasses, so it, like it was a more comfortable frame that you could just like bring to the movies and just be like, I'm gonna look cool while I'm watching 3D. <laughs> mm.
1: I liked uh, when Harry Potter came out there, uh, like when you saw it in the theaters. At least like this was the case for the uh, midnight release anyway. Probably carried on, uh, but the 3D glasses were in the shape of Harry Potter's glasses. Cute.
0: Like that just makes sense. That's smart. That's yeah. good shit.
1: Disney um, Disney parks do that all the time, where the glasses are specifically themed to the ride you're doing. Mm,
0: I yeah, like I, th- I think like the Shrek 4D ride at uh, Universal. I think like I don't think there are little ogre antennas or whatever on them, but they're definitely like puke green or whatever. However, you yeah. yeah. would describe Shrek's color? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Shrek green.
0: Yeah, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but boy, that that ride. A Universal is garbage.
2: It's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like how did they get to the plot
1: how is the plot that Farquad's ghost
0: is haunting is
1: haunting <laughs> Shrek? How, how like they did they, they, they ran out of ideas.
0: And the line is yeah. so long. Like the when you're waiting yeah. inside and there's like the animatronics of like uh uh Pinocchio's feet. I thought uh-huh. that was scarier and more thrilling than the actual like five minute oh, movie yeah. that we watched.
1: Yeah, because they do like the pre show too, don't they? Mm. Yeah. Where it's Farquaad fucking with Pinocchio, not having sex with Pinocchio. Oh, no. That would have been yeah. a different ride. No. I'm like,
0: now I like this retina. just <laughs>
1: Everything's uh-huh. ruined. Oh, Every... dinner and a show. Everything's <laughs> ruined forever. There's gotta be That's art a... of that online.
0: Oh, well, I mean. Yeah. I'm when there, like, yeah, there are so many pop-ups of just like weird specific porn websites, and I feel like Shrek is usually one of them.
2: Hi, I'm searching Shrek uh, fan fiction right now. Oh, oh my Great. god, one of them is called Fifty Shades of Green. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my
0: god. Okay, let's. One of them this is podcast. called It's a
1: Cold and It's a Broken. This one's called The Shrek in Our Swamp.
0: <laughs> oh god, is that a Fault in Our Stars? Party?
2: Oh my god, it is. <laughs> oh my god, Shrek gets with Harry Potter in it. And one of the characters from Attack on Titan. Oh my god.
0: Boy, this is a goldmine that we have stumbled on. I mean, also, if you click on any of them, your computer is going to, like, explode somehow. It
2: it is tagged for manpreg and public blowjobs.
1: Jesus.
2: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh my god. We are in the wrong timeline. This earth is cursed.
1: We've cursed it. We have to get out of here.
0: (laughs) I remember seeing a picture online, and it was like, shrek and a pregnant spongebob and i want to say it was like sonic the hedgehog shadow Shadow was asking like when is the baby coming mommy it was (gasps) just so confusing
2: no 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 it's so bad (laughs) i think jen did you notice something else i I thought you were looking at it like oh my god this other thing oh no these are all really bad yeah it's called keith shrek a u this one is um, a fic that's Shrek shipped with the reader. So, oh. if you're into that, one is called Homoshrexuality.
1: Oh, uh, we never talk about that on our podcast. we sh- never get into that?
0: Because <laughs> it is a, it is a slippery dark slope. <laughs> if yeah. you start getting into that, then there's it's a, just there's a lot dark. of
1: discourse about where um, homosexuality fits in the uh, in the queer community. I, can't, I can't. We can't. We can't put our feet into that without more research. I'm dying. We cannot. This is killing me. I'm. I'm. I'm making it illegal because I'm afraid we are not looking up Coraline fanfiction. No no, ne- no. 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 It's well, uh, never. Now ogre. we kind
0: of have to. I don't even know what that would be because, like, if because they're well, kids. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, what if it's
0: just like other mother and mother? I feel like that would exist.
2: Here's my thing. Oh boy. Okay. Prepare to shame me. I'm okay. pretty sure I have read Coraline, Coraline fanfiction. Like, I chose to look it up. Non-sexual. Right. Because they're kids. Right. But because little Jen really, really shipped Coraline with YB. Oh, Um boy. And I, I know it's, like, a, a cold take to be, like, a female character and a male character who are friends. Clearly, they fall in love but like so you were a small gen but they're really yeah. cute <laughs> uh i did something similar
1: in which i read a uh fan fiction about how the three caballeros are in a polyamorous <gasps> relationship and have to convince Aww. uh uncle scrooge that it's they literally said the
2: line it's 2018 uncle scrooge
1: <laughs>
2: okay now i ship it and i always knew donald was a gunkle
1: yeah there's There was just so much poetry in that fan fiction. Like, I found it, and I could not stop reading it, and it was really poetic and beautiful. Like, it's what a healthy relationship. Get me a freak like them.
0: Yeah, like, that's the thing. I never really got into... I never... I was always scared to... And still I am scared to look up, like, fan fiction for shows and movies that I like because of just what can happen. I do remember... I, like, read forums for the show Scrubs, and it was just, like, ideas for episodes. Oh, great. And that's kind of as far as I got.
2: You stayed in the safe place. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, very much safe. Oh, man, that was, like, in the days before, like, Spotify and Shazam. So, like, if you heard a song on a TV show, you just had to hope that someone out there knew what the song was.
1: And then you just Googled, like, what's the song that goes da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da?
0: Yeah, there was, there was actually there was a website that I would go on where, I think it was called Song Tapper. And what you would do was, you would sing the song out loud, and you would hit your, key, your space bar to the tempo. So you would be like, da, 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 da. But like, the computer wouldn't hear the tone. They would only hear like the length of the notes That's that you were playing. Huh. And they would give you like 10 different options. And none of them were correct, of course, because- <laughs> it was a terrible idea
1: but man if it worked that's so interesting
0: yeah i was really trying to find the song it's oh so quiet by bjork and song tapper was oh. not helpful at oh. all oh,
2: oh bjork
0: yeah
2: that's right bjork. bjork is in the studio today you got dakota fanning and bjork what
0: the, a the weird two,
2: panel
0: the two most powerful women in hollywood <laughs>
2: Queen of Hollywood Bjork. <laughs> I like I like
0: how she's just herself. Like she's just like I'm the weirdest person in the universe and I'm okay with it. And yeah. we're all I on board her. for it. Even though I don't think I've ever heard any of her other music besides It's Oh So Quiet.
2: Mm. Look, my friend, I'm going to send you a music video for a song of hers where Her co-star in the music video is a cat wearing a suit, and it's the best music video you'll ever watch.
0: And you're not talking about that Paula Abdul music video where she was with a dancing cat?
2: No. No. Different music video. No. The song is Triumph of a Heart. So, please, everyone, go to YouTube. Everyone, here's your action step. Go to to
1: YouTube.com. Ask your parents' permission before going online. (laughs) Then go to
2: YouTube.com and look up Bjork's triumph of a heart. It's about Bjork being in a relationship with, like, a cat, but the cat's a businessman and maybe not a very good partner. But at the end, he learns a lesson. Is this not BoJack Horseman? It's exactly (laughs) BoJack Horseman. Have you
0: seen that music video for Lily Allen where she has a puppet younger brother that smokes a lot of weed and he's a dickhead? No. No. It's great. It's called Alfie. Um... The the puppet is very disturbing because oh, no. he 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 has like round Simpsonesque teeth mm. and beady oh. ass eyes and he gets very stoned and I think he jerks off at some point in the music video.
2: Great. Oh. Uh, jenna's <laughs> looked it up. You know, I searched Lily Allen Alfie and there's no puppets, just
1: <laughs> just uh pictures oh, of I her and her puppet. actual
2: brother, or maybe. Oh man oh that's
0: unsettling oh you found you found him
2: oh, yeah a
0: little red hoodie
2: yeah did y'all ever watch the kids show that was on nickelodeon for a while mr meaty yes uh, he reminds me of those puppets and that show oh, disturbed yeah. me so deeply
0: you yeah. were the first person that i've talked to that knows mr meaty
2: i wish i didn't disturbing <laughs> show
0: it was disgusting
2: Yeah, my dad loved it, and I was just, like, crying every time it was on the screen. (laughs) Because,
0: like, all the characters were, like, ugly and Mm -hmm. mean, and they they all ate with their mouth open.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of puppets, I forgot I have a fun Coraline fact about the movie. Ooh! Ooh. Uh, The fun fact is, in order to stitch the sweaters that the characters use, like, to knit them, they used knitting needles that were as fine as human hair. (gasps) Oh
0: that's not worth it. <laughs>
1: that's, so cool. that's so cool I feel that's so how you bad get the aesthetic Ross
0: yeah I know I feel so bad though when I hear facts like that where it's like because there was also a fact that one of the Coraline dolls like just making one of them uh took like two and a half months and I'm like damn like we we didn't notice when we watched the movie we're like yep that's that
1: yeah and we moved on <laughs> Ten people like, worked for two
2: and a half months and were just like, oh, wow, well, look, making up a song about Coraline. <laughs> they were just She's sculpting uh... each individual face and they're like, maybe someday, someday, far in the future, a podcast will talk about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, because uh, Pixar always talks about that. They're like, in our new movie, we just, we completely revamped our like hair system. And like all the hair is realistic. Oh, yeah. And it's like, we didn't
1: notice. Yeah. We we sort of take that for granted in so much animation, like especially the 3D animation where it's like when you look at the behind the scenes stuff, it seems fucking impossible to animate anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I took a 3D animation class in high school and it was terrible. And it was so hard and frustrating and it's actually crazy. There's a video that I made from that class that I put on my YouTube channel and it has like 25,000 views.
2: Huh. huh.
0: And I don't understand why people watch it. Hmm. And people were like, LOL, that's funny. And I'm like, oh, shit, do I have to do this now professionally? Make bad <laughs> yes. uh, uh, computer animated movies.
2: No. <laughs> There's a market for it.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, if yeah. like all this Coreline fan fiction is possible, maybe bad uh, <laughs> CGI is also in my future.
2: Wait, do you want to hear another ch- difference from the book that like baffles me? Yeah, The yeah. door to the other world, um, which is very, very tiny and very, very beautiful to look at Yeah, in, in the movie. In the book, it's just a normal-sized door. Oh. Huh. Just That's a so... normal human-sized door to nowhere. I don't huh. like that. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'll just tell you, I think the movie's, like, a lot better. I'm <laughs> sorry, Neil Gaiman. I feel the
1: same about Stardust yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: i I don't know stardust but sure i agree with you
1: it's a neil Neil gaiman fantasy story and like the the movie is so like magical and sweeping and like epic and when you're reading the book it's just kind of like if neil gaiman was like oh would you
2: look at that well, yeah, as a kid, I was like, I like this movie. I'll read the book. And then the very first, there's a prologue where the main character's parents have sex. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, what's happening? And his mom has cat ears in the book. And I heard once that, you know, um, if an author does something once, it's an accident. If it happens twice, it's a coincidence. If it's three times, it's a fetish. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if I see one more cat-eared girl in a Neil Gaiman work... I'm gonna call him out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Wicked as you should. Too.
1: The novelization of *Wicked*, uh, which then became the musical. First scene of the *Wicked* book, or one of the first scenes, is some puppet sex show. Yike! One of the puppets has two penises. Yike!
0: Gee, well, that's like always the thing. It's like we need to show this like dark. Like you thought this was the cuddly movie and show, you know? Well, guess what? There's sex in it. <laughs> yeah. Like one time I I uh this woman asked me to write a pilot for her mm-hmm. uh for like a TV show and she never talked to me again. So I don't know why I did all that work for her, but mm-hmm. um the the I had the cold open of it cuz it's like about it was about like a like a rabbi but he was like a drug addict. So like the first scene is him having sex with like a like a very like yucky lady. Right. And then, like, the big reveal is at the end of the cold open. He's like, uh, that was my brother calling. Like, I have to go to temple or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, so dumb, but it's, like, this is just easy to be, like, cool. He's, like, a dark person because he has sex for fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that, uh, that's that signaling. Like, oh, if if we want to write a gritty character, they fuck. Fuck
0: yeah and like they're not married yeah and they're they're, they open their refrigerator and it's two chinese takeout boxes and that's it
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and there's like minimal lighting in their place of residence
0: yeah we're now just describing uh george clooney's character in up in the air (laughs) true that's all that's happening right now yeah. Yeah, this is all to say I'm, s-
2: I'm really glad there's not a surprise sex scene in any part of Coraline the book yeah that, I was about to ask you about that I'm like are we about to hear about I
1: don't know what it could be I don't want to know Oh, Neil Gaiman's Make- just like and that's how
2: Coraline happened and that's, that's how Mr. Bobinsky, all, <laughs> <laughs> all of his rats happened Bobinsky
1: opens his refrigerator
2: and there's just two Chinese
1: takeout boxes <laughs>
0: here uh, before before we rate uh, Coraline uh, do you two have either uh, have any like kind of final thoughts and burning uh, thoughts about the movie
1: I think it was not appreciated enough in its time because Mm. of all the factors that you mentioned I think if somebody hasn't seen Coraline they should go ahead and do it it's a great example of adaptation and it's a great example of making art for children that is not patronizing or condescending to them Like, it assumes that children are intelligent and
2: capable of understanding horror and storytelling. Well, dang. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's, that was great.
2: It was very articulate. (laughs) I'll just slam the table and say, let kids watch spooky shit if they want. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I was like a very panicky child and now I'm just a panicky adult. But like, Coraline has just enough kind of horror and creepiness to it that it's like, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable during it, but afterwards I can go back to my life and not be terrified of everything.
2: hmm Yeah. Even though
0: I have a crawl space and it looks a lot like the door.
2: Oh, no. Oh, turn around. Don't I've, listen yeah. to the mice. I've got one like those in my bathroom.
0: <gasps> have you opened
2: it? <laughs> you, you go to the other world and the other mother's taking a dump. <laughs>
1: Sorry, hold on. She,
0: and, and she asks you to sew a button on your butthole?
1: oh Oh, boy oh Oh, is that is that where we turn around and run away i'm I'm (laughs) boarding that up immediately i'm setting my house
0: on fire (laughs) (laughs) all right so now on that note um so now it's time for us to rate the movie as always we rate everything uh, on a scale from zero to five you can be as minute as you would like with uh decimal points and stuff um so uh we'll ask uh We'll get all of three of our numbers, and then we'll average it together and come up with a definitive ranking for this movie.
1: Hmm. Okay. Hmm.
0: So, CJ, uh, would you like to start?
1: Uh, sure. I don't want to give it a perfect five because even though I love the movie dearly, there's some moments that I think like they got confused with the tone, and they they tried to do a lot of stuff that um is like it seems like they only added it because that's what children's movies do and they were making a children's movie. Mm -hmm. Like the entire sequence with the circus mice. If I I could edit that. Oh. Yeah, like, I I think it's delightful, but I think it just goes on forever. That's fair. Um, So with that in mind, I'd give it a solid 4.9. Wow. Hmm. Uh,
2: What about about you, Jen? I'm going to say... A four point twenty five. All right, because that's what my heart says, and that extra point t- twenty five is largely just my my great admiration for Henry Selick and desire to see him recognized. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's perfect. I'm I'm uh, right alongside there with you. I'm giving it uh, a four point two four three. All I right. Know, I don't know exactly why uh, I'm giving it. That exact distinction, but it feels right. Like I definitely think this was a lot of fun. It was spooky. It was good. But yeah, I I agree with you that the whole theater sequences and the Babinski is fun. But boy, I don't I don't know how necessary that was. Yeah, and so, it just uh, felt like
1: so totally confusing.
0: Yeah, and, and and I was like, I don't need this. This isn't Willy Wonka. Um, yeah, but <laughs> mm. crunching the numbers together, Ma- uh, uh, Coraline gets a 4.4643 repeating
2: Ooh, <laughs> which math that feels is fun
0: which puts it um according to us coraline is slightly better than moana and a little bit worse than the uh anime series one punch man
1: Aww. I'm sorry who rated moana as anything other than a 10 out of 5 yes yeah
0: well, whatever we, it we don't was have very to get close. into
1: that. I just feel very passionate about Moana. Oh,
0: <laughs> I could t- we. I mean, we've already talked about Moana, but I could talk even more about Moana. It's a fantastic oh, film, and you I know love what? So much. If I, this I had, could
1: listen to the podcast episode. I just have feelings with a capital <laughs> F about Moana.
0: Oh, you don't have to listen. It was the f- tenth episode, so uh, it was very uh, awkward. Still, um, mm, but uh, but yeah, the, I I think that kind of works. I'm I really want they might be giants to release the songs that they wrote for Coraline. Cause I don't yes. think they ever did.
1: Was it not on the soundtrack?
0: No. Cause it, it was only the other father, other father song. Oh,
1: okay. and then
0: I think they had a song in the credits. I don't remember. Yeah,
1: they did. They did.
0: Yeah. So maybe that might be somewhere, but like all, if they wrote 10 songs for it. So I want to hear those other eight mm-hmm. and dork out with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but with that, uh, thank you both so much for, for coming on. I know we just recorded yours, so we've been podcasting for almost two hours now, and that's a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for so, having us. Oh, yeah.
0: it, it was my pleasure. Would you Here, uh, would you like to give the lowdown on your podcast for everybody?
1: Sure. So our podcast is called My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast. We are two queer people who uh, interview other members of the queer community to try to figure out what the gay agenda actually is, uh, but typically we just talk about people's uh, queer experiences and just topics we care about. And Jen always leads us in a game at the end. I'm the camp counselor.
0: I mean, camp—that's the dream. Camp counseling is the best. I did it for two years, and I kind of miss it, but also at the same time, like I'm okay with being, like, a Not person. Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not having to deal with like problems, like oh they stole my candy and I'm like I don't care um it's candy
1: (laughs) dying Skylar
0: I'm gonna eat all your candy now so I hope you you know that um but yeah yeah listen to it it's a very fun podcast if you're in the Philadelphia area there are a lot of familiar voices but also a bunch of uh, a couple people that have been on their podcast they are friends of uh our podcast uh but yeah and also uh, my I record an episode with them that should be coming out relatively soon oh my goodness, I'm out of breath. Uh, I've been talking <laughs> too, too long. But uh, as always, uh, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at KidFlixPod and send us an email, KidFlixPod at gmail.com. Uh, we will hear you next week. And go, go gadget and show.